Welcome back to Grunts in Appalachia. This is John Creamer. Brandon McGuire. Nate Kingsley. We're on episode 37. Just to go ahead and throw it out there, our social medias, Facebook, Grunts in Appalachia, Instagram, Grunts underscore in underscore Appalachia. There's also TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. You can start listening to some of our episodes on there. All of our episodes have now been uploaded to www.gruntsinappalachia.com, which you can get to from our Facebook. We got to give you, give a shout out to the wife on that one. Man. Oh yeah, uh, my wife worked very hard getting all that stuff on there, and she's still working on doing the YouTube. So, so and that's a huge her. help for us, and we're you know super appreciative. Yeah, thanks for the help and the support. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got some. Things that have happened this week, uh, NASCAR, you guys, your, your drivers are actually tied in the point standings now. Yeah. Yeah, what, who's your new driver this week? I don't have a new driver this oh, week. Okay. Same driver. Okay. Same driver. Stick with it. Stick Same with driver. It. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that yeah. about you now. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I like you like that about never, me now? About yeah. me now. Never. About you now. All right. I never knew John to have loyalty. Yeah. I like I'm into hey, it now. It's a, it's, you know, speaking of loyalty, you know, I was thinking um, yesterday when I was underneath john's house surrounded in his we're gonna, we're gonna come back to that <laughs> that's that's oh, that's a big shit. well literally yeah we're yeah gonna, well yeah. yeah i was just gonna say you you find out who your friends are and uh <laughs> you learn a lot about people um when you see them from literally the inside yeah so um i'll just uh well i guess we're gonna we're gonna come back we're gonna come back to that we're gonna come back to that um so so nascar this week uh blaney and and who's your driver elliot Elliot, yeah yeah. you guys are tied in the standings so i mean congratulations to both of you but even though you guys are tied in standings i still won the dollar yesterday oh did you i I won the dollar because you were down from what i saw yeah, he, he came took back, fifth. He took fifth. He was in between, front of our between guys. my naps. I <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in front of our guys. So. Yeah, so so I got I get the dollar for this week, and we also have a uh, big game this evening. Yeah, huge game. Uh, it's pretty big to me for sure. I am from Kansas, so well. And, and what we were uh, right before we started the podcast, which Brandon already knew, and I, but I don't know if uh, I'm sure a majority of these are our listeners don't, don't know that I, I lived in Kansas. I mean, steady for a few years and then off and on for almost 10. And uh, we were just talking, Brandon and I were just talking before we started the podcast about how amazing the fan base is. And it's, and it's like, it's almost, it's like the chiefs, but it's, it's the craziest thing about it is it's contagious. Whether you want, I mean, and it's, you don't have a choice whether it's, I say contagious because you don't have a choice whether you whether you get on the bandwagon yeah, or not, if you're from Kansas, there's two things that you really care about, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs and KU basketball. Yeah, and then like the, they flirt with the Royals. They flirt, yeah. If they're good, we yeah, love yeah. them. If not, the, yeah, whatever. Yeah, every, change everything, fire yeah. everyone. Yeah, burn the burn yeah. the town. If they're not, oh, they don't get mad. They just they go to the Royals games and stare off in the distance. Yeah, to the I arrowhead. mean, just like the staff, yeah. like the staff, get yeah. you know, swap it up, yeah. change it up, you know. But, I, I think there's a little more interest since Mahomes became partial owner of the Royals. I think yeah, that draws. And Interest. that was obviously strategic. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I, I'm glad to see that we have an Appalachia team that's going to be playing against Kansas, though. I mean, that's yeah. Well, you know, and I was thinking about that call. as well. So, you know, I lived in North Carolina for gosh, <laughs> me too, us me too. Yeah, I guess you know, over six years, and it's like if North Carolina was playing Villanova, I'd probably go for North Carolina just because I have a tie there. You know, I live there. You know, I've, I I want something. I have a little bit. I have a little bit of a tie to it just because UNC is actually. About what? About two hours from base, so we'd go there quite frequently. Yeah, it was maybe fifty minutes, forty-five from Fort Bragg. Yeah, okay. I mean, cha- yeah, Chapel Hill. I mean, and, that, and I've, dude, dude I've, the brewery they had top of the hill was top of so the hill. good back top, in the day. Top of the hill, and I literally, 
Yeah, I've been in some debauchery. I wonder. I wonder if it's still there. I wonder. If Top of the hill is still a thing there. Yeah, you know how. But like that. At least it was one. It was badass enough, and it was already ahead of its time on like the craft beer scene. You know, just what it was doing there. Uh, it. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's not the same. Anybody listening that knows the answer to that? Yeah, yeah hit us up. And, yeah, us know, and I always thought Raleigh Durham was really cool because there was so many colleges there. You know, you had Duke, mm-hmm. you had UNC, you Wake had Forest. NC State, Wake Forest. There was, I mean, there was so much. What popping. was that? What was Weatherby's? Uh, I well, back then I know he's married and all that now, but like he had a girlfriend that went to a school there, and it was a badass like. Uh, uh, they had badass women's soccer, and his chick was like the like the stu- uh, st- stud star, I guess, or whatever, whatever you are on a girls' team, and uh, the bitch, you know. What I mean? But like, uh, and Elon or Elon or Elon or whatever. I'm not there's, I mean, there's like seven or eight. Yeah, there's a lot of them. right this, there. This, but this was like a real small. Yeah school but it was like known because it's women's soccer it just it's just weird how much is in that area and then raleigh durham's also just a cool kind of fun i mean in the six years i was there i saw it grow probably double like from what it was the first time i ever went up there until the last time i went up there i think yeah i think probably what happens is you know people go to school there and then because there's so many schools and there's so many like each one kind of has its specialty of you know, some ag- you got some agriculture, you got some legal, you got some medical, you got like whatever. The amenities are incredible in that entire area. Well, and, but, I mean, like, yeah, but I'm saying like even the med, like the like what them schools are known for producing. I think the area expands, and then you can just place yourself out of school right there in the area because right. you fall in love with that area and you want to stay. And then, yeah, and that's and they know they have a big like. Look here with the doctors. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, know, Marshall. we take a huge hit here from Marshall. You know what I mean? A, a lot. We get a lot of out-of-towners to come to Marshall, and then we have everyone who's in town. And once you graduate here, there's not that huge job market. The median income is so low here. Well, you know what I found out about this, about Marshall University, is that the students are not incorporated into our census. So if you Correct. go to Marshall University, all those people that are here in town Correct. for school, they are not included in, in right. our Right, so population. I think Huntington's at like fifty or 55,000 people, and then you add on another 19,000 students and then another few thousand in staff. So Huntington's really a lot bigger than what the census says. Exactly. Uh, but there's but that I mean that goes to the point that even more. There's more people here than the census says, so we're not getting funded for jobs or anything or expansion because there is none. The only thing that expands in this town, I know there's going to be some haters on this, is is Marshall. Because if Marshall left, say you moved Marshall, shut Marshall down. Okay, well now the hospital's probably shut down too. Yep. So now those are the three big things that employ people in Huntington, West Virginia, and you just lost a mile. I mean. I don't know what whatever the steel plant is down here and does pretty well, but other than that, I mean, there's, I mean, what do, what do, what do you do here? You know, almost, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. you go to, you go to Davis Place for lunch or the uh, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and that's, I, I pour concrete, <laughs> yeah, but there'd be a lot less concrete to pour because there'd be a lot less. Yeah, but, people here. I, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't move here to pour concrete. It just you know, it happens, but, right? Yeah. Yo, also, just uh, before we, this is totally off subject, but yo. Brandon, that hat is baller for Spring Valley colors. Like that right. is, yeah. that was a excellent purchase. It, it, yeah. I, I, I just got it. It, yeah. like, it just clicked when I was listening to you talk about Marshall, and I'm like, and the shirt, and I'm like, oh, dude, he's dude, base, he's baseball dadded out right now. That's what yeah. I mean. But but well, but, but that hat is universal. Also, 
Yeah, like I, well, so, I didn't want to buy a Spring Valley that, hat because exactly, I never wear it. Exactly. Unless I'm at a game. Exactly. I, I buy this hat, it matches colors, and I wear it when yeah. I'm not. You yeah, know? well, but you need to make sure you take all that off before the game tonight because it's way too tardy. I have. That's why if there's a little bit in the background, it's my dryer going because I'm washing my KU stuff there, right okay. now. So I, would, I, I figured as much. Yeah, but as soon as I get done with the baseball game, I'll be home in my Kansas gear. That was my second point right. was I was going to attack the fact that sure. bringing it back to the game that we were yeah. talking about to start all this. Well, and that's what that's the only thing that sucks about Spring Valley is I have to change because they wear Carolina they blue. They literally look they're Carolina blue. Yeah. It's the Carolina color, so we definitely got to get that off before this this happens. Which tonight. honestly, though, isn't a bad looking uniform. I mean, like overall, when yeah. you look at, I mean, just like it just kind of had. Just uh, instantly I, I think this, Carolina. This, yeah, the Spring Valley football team when they wear that Carolina blue with Carolina blue paint. I mean, it just it pops. It's yeah. it's good looking. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to say this. Uh, granted, we all enjoy drinking our beers and and eating chicken wings. I mean, most men enjoy mm-hmm. beer and chicken wings. So I, I wanted to bring this up because it's kind of been a big news story here lately uh, across the board in the United States. Boneless like, wings are not wings. No, they're not wings. I won't debate <laughs> that. They're, it's chicken breast. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, like it's, or, or as Drew says, they're chicken nuggets for adults. Yeah, I, do, I, like, I actually had boneless wings, boneless wings today and for lunch, and I refuse to order boneless wings. I just say boneless. Yeah. Now, you do, you, have you realized or recognized how much the price has gone up? On wings, and yeah, they're boneless wings at uh, uh, Bu- Buffalo Wild Wings is where I was today. They're dubs. We we did it. It was uh, they're like a dollar sixty. Uh, a, uh, individual wing, a nugget. Oh my god! Yeah, and, and the reason why it, the news has been being reported a lot eleven 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 some eleven sixty something or eleven seventy something for. 10, 10 boneless wings. And it's going to continue to go up because they've, they've already had to put down over 17 million chickens due to bird flu in the United yeah. States. Oh, that's, that's perfect timing with everything going on. Everything going on. Now, it, now, yeah. we're just, now we're just eradicating all of our yeah. chickens. Well, it's scary. Like, that's why I eat fake chicken nuggets. The pink slime Like ones. the dino ones? Yeah, that's what I eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's because like, that, that shit. They'll never run out of that. Yeah, pink slime never getting bird flu. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Period. <laughs> well, pink slime is made out of chicken isn't it i mean probably the ones that have like bird beaks flu. like beaks and like, all, yeah, like there's gonna be a big increase in nuggets because they're gonna grind up all them bird flu bitches but, but don't they make like hot dogs and stuff out of that too yeah they make all kinds so of stuff there's gonna be a huge like i can, love hot dogs can they dude. still use those for hot dogs or is it completely I, I trash i, I smash know. hot dogs I love yeah them. i'm the same way I'm like that picture of Jada Pinkett with all those hot dogs in her mouth. I only say it because it actually hits kind of close to home. There was a, a massive Brandon eats with chicken one farm right over in Ohio that they had a case there. And when they have one case in a flock, they got to put the all. entire flock yeah. down. Wow. Well, uh, interesting. Uh, so, you know, again, I'm pretty, I'm weirdly traveled in things or in experiences and stuff. And, and uh, when I was working in a high fence hunting hunting ranch, and if there's fucking haters out there that are listening to this and they want to go, oh, fence ain't hunting, blah, blah, blah. I didn't fuck. I, it's a preserve. And obviously, I'm very defensive about that because I spent 15 years defending myself in that because the industry I was in. And it's either you're either on it or you're against, you're either for it or against it. You know what I mean? And uh, But I, I started out being against it, thinking I was against it until I experienced it, saw it, worked it, managed it, did all those things, and then and actually had a – full spectrum experience of it and it's it, it's actually kind of cool but in when you're raising animals like that even and you know it's all ran by the usda you know the department of ag runs all that so like when we would kill 
uh, certain, uh, you know, like if, if it was deer that year, we'd have to pull the brain stems and then they'd come in and test them. And if you had one animal, say you have 200 deer in that place, in that enclosure, and uh, one animal tested positive for CWD, you now, have, is that the, is that the, the chronic the, wasting disease? Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, a lot of people get that confused with blue tongue, and yeah, you know, it's just kind of a um, they're they're similar in behavior and like what how it happens, and the end result is all the same of death. But uh, CWD, you know, because it's an enclosure, it's condensed, and they they say that you know, and they would literally go in. The USDA has a shooting team, and they 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 come they come in and just lay everything flat everything gone hmm. you know they want you to bury them or bur- bur- bury them or burn them and it's like it's I, have a, I have a similar story think about the money though oh yeah it's that crazy. you lose even in chickens i mm-hmm. mean think about well, what- i was just gonna say with chickens to sell eggs if you're gonna sell eggs off your local family farm i don't care if you got five chickens if you've got 50 chickens you have to have the usda come out and they have to swab every single chicken's uh tongue and make sure that they don't have any kind of disease prior oh, to being able to sell eggs off of your farm it's it's wild. Well, and, that, and going back, I mean, a lot of people would uh, try to get around the testing because maybe you find a dead animal while you're out there. You just happen to come across a dead animal. You don't know what the cause was. You, usually, you don't have much predation, and obviously, they're not getting hit by cars inside. You know, your your preserve. So it's like you find a dead animal, and you're like, oh shit. You know, could this be it? I mean, because that's, it's literally start over at zero. You got a half of that thing. And yeah, so you're just like, okay, so you you don't explore it. You don't call a biologist. You don't, you know what I mean? And then, and then, uh, you know, so when they come to test, you don't know if, you know, and you're, and and usually, especially in that scenario, you're killing your most mature animals, you know, and that's actually what these diseases target first is your, older more mature animals so like those are definitely the brain stems that are in the freezer right. waiting to be tested and i mean anytime a biologist came i mean you would know it like you had like a week or two and it might be literally gone everything gone i mean basically a slash and burn you know not not necessarily you know i mean like as far as your all your at that point livestock you know so it i mean i can't imagine if if my you know if if concrete got sick right now, if the, if, con- if concrete <laughs> got the concrete flu, I'd be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just because that's my well-being currently. And so, I mean, I couldn't imagine being a chicken farmer right now. And it just, and you, I mean, you're, you're a little asshole. You ain't laying no eggs. You know what I mean, your little asshole slammed shut. And that's just, that's crazy. How, how much that can impact It can impact overall. small farming communities in, in a major way. Uh, and which Appalachia is completely chuck full of. Chuck full. And talking about, and just like you were talking about how, you know, you, the the local, you know, now you expect me to go out and get, you, you expect me not to sling six dozen eggs at $3 a dozen, not make 18 bucks off of something that I have invested in, uh, you know, to just one family because I'm waiting on you to come swab my chicken's mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, and I'm not, you know, I didn't even know about this till right now, but all I'm thinking in my head is I'm running a tractor supply today. I'm going to get me a few of them chicks. And <laughs> if they don't lay eggs, like, there's going to be chickens all running around this whole neighborhood because I'm not going to keep I'd them. I'd be sick. It'll look like, it'll yeah. look like Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just walking your dog, kicking chickens, chickens down the everywhere, road. Dude. I'll bring Gunny over and he'll pound them all. Um, now we're gonna we'll roll back to what Nate was talking about, and I'd I'd like to say this. Uh, thank you. Well, actually, Nate. real quick, real quick. Uh, 
We obviously know who Brandon's going for tonight in the game. John, you, I'm, I'm rooting for Kansas, but I think UNC is going to win. Okay, so, so you got to pick one. So you're I'm, going for UNC. I'm not. No, I'm rooting for Kansas. Okay, so you're going for Kansas. I'm going for Kansas. Like NASCAR, John frequently picks losers. But I, w- I mean, are you going to change halfway through the halfway through the game? Are we going to expect like the halftime call? Yeah, like, exactly. hey guys, yeah like, I, you know what? I really I, think I really yeah, think I UNC. Was I, was I was win. Remember, That's I said on the, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. So I, I don't Brandon, want you to change Brandon, with the editing Brandon, process, Brandon. Is, is a huge Kansas fan, and I don't believe in going against your friends just for the fact to go against them. So I'm going to root for Kansas. I just don't think they're going to win. Right, and I would like to hit on that. Little Rocco definitely believes in that. So, hey, shout out. Don't ever go eat at Rocco's Restaurante. Well, I've always and, – and <laughs> Teasing, it's amazing. Please go eat there. Uh, my homeboy, Brandon Gooding, he uh, – big shout out to BG. He, you know, is a diehard Heels fan. And I was that Rocco. You know what I mean? I always cheered for Duke. I always cheered for – hell, I cheered for Duke on Saturday. Yeah. Well, but, but deep down, but deep down, going back, deep down, I wanted North Carolina to win because I want my homeboy to be hype, you know what yeah. I mean, and be happy. So m- mine's more out of jest and just out of fun, and you know, which he knows. But it, yeah, so I, I, I kind of vicariously have two dogs in this fight. So I, I mean, I know it's going to be a good game, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to go Kansas. Well, I know, go. I know for a fact, uh, there's a lot of people going for Kansas because. I know my whole family is right now because my grandma, like I said, she's 96 years old. And she watches every Kansas game. We always make sure we let her know what channel it's on, and she gets on cable, and she probably took a nap today so she could stay up tonight. Thank God she's central time, so it's an hour. It's at 8.20. Eight, yeah. yeah. But she is the biggest diehard fan. My kids love Kansas because of Graham. I love Kansas because of Graham. I think it's huge. So if you don't even care about the game, come just do it for Graham. Cheer for Kansas. Do for it Graham. for Graham. Do it for yeah. Graham. Go Kansas. Do it for Graham. Be, I, I, I have to say thank Gramses. you to Nate today because, uh, as he was saying earlier, he gave up his Sunday afternoon and came out there to my house where my sewer pipe had collapsed, and we dug it out and replaced my sewer line. And it's not a very fun thing to do, especially, I mean, to have someone come out and help you. I mean, that's 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 good stuff. No, man. I mean, that that uh, that is not uh, – There was, thanks is not necessary – uh, again, I was talking shit, but the uh, you know literally, but the the you know the uh, you would you would have done it for me in a second, and uh, you know I, I just like I was making a joke, but I mean you do you find out who your friends are when it's shitty like that, and you know we just you know that's that's twice now that we found out that where, where the loyalty lies because Nate when when we went hunting in my on my property he shot a big buck down in a. Way down the hill, yeah. And we're dragging it up the hill, and he goes, "Yep, you find out who your friends are when they'll drag a deer up a mountain with you." <laughs> I mean, it's like if you've never drug a deer, or really, actually, you know who actually knows a lot about this is nurses and like CNAs and stuff that have to lift humans, lift humans, yeah, like grown adults, and usually, even though frail. They're outside of their weight. You know, I mean, they're usually a lot of over, more overweight, and you know, not, and the the weakness and whatever that dead weight. That's I mean, like, go grab a hold of like a a, a fifteen year CNA. Yeah. <laughs> like she's gonna. I'm gonna jump on that, and I, I also want to say this um, to the to all the the workers at the hospitals. I, you have my appreciation. My niece actually just got released from the hospital on Thursday of last week. And it, she's been in the hospital since the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So she, she had COVID, had all kinds of complications, had to be put under. She was under for, for almost 
three months and she came out of it so thank you all in the medical industry for doing what you all do you guys are awesome and greatly appreciate you dude i one time it was a winter and i i was you know i don't know i don't know what month but it was deep in like pennsylvania winter this is after the marine corps i was working construction we were framing um these uh college apartments for slippery rock university in pennsylvania and uh we were i was my boss was my roommate and i i get we were laid off and uh but i, but I we were laid off because we couldn't work there was too much snow it was a, a real tough winter and I, I look in the paper you know back when i think people read papers but he got a paper so i'm looking in the paper and i'm looking under jobs i'm trying to find a side job and i see a uh dietary aid at a nursing home and i'm like that's awesome man i'll go pass out chow to these <laughs> these people you know what i mean i'll push the cart around like you need more applesauce you need more yeah. more cantaloupe or whatever grandma you know and and uh you know i would have took it serious and i would, I would have done the job you know whatever i mean it would have been cool you, I, I feel feel like i probably could have brightened a few people's days that way you know like whatever either way so i uh i go and i apply well i we had just done a secondary job that got my clearances so i had all my clearances because it was, was out of school and uh so i turned in my clearances to these people like they wanted to make sure you like you didn't you weren't some weirdo i guess or like you're not and uh you know i mean not like ben stiller on uh <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is quality product <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like good now your back's gonna hurt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> warm glasses shut the f but anyway so i go i i think i'm gonna be like not even that dude i think i'm just gonna be slinging grub and uh so i get hired i mean i get hired and the next day or i i started on a monday i think it was like it was like a thursday or something when i went in the interview so I go in there, and they tell me that I got to go change over into scrubs. Well, I wasn't really expecting that, but then I started thinking. I've seen, old, I've been in old folks' homes, and everybody's kind of in scrubs. So I change into scrubs, and I go out. I walk back out there, and they introduce me. Excuse me, they introduce me to my uh, the girl I'm going to shadow that day, and I'm like, and and the thing that made me wonder something, and it just and looking back, it should have made me realize a little bit better. But he goes. It's so great. The, the, the director of the nursing home's like, it's so great to have men in here. There's just not enough men that will that will take a job like this, and it's just really great. Good on you. Like, kind of gave me that like, good on you, like yeah. you know, like an, an like an attaboy. And I, I just my 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 scrubs are still creased. You know what I mean? From like where they took them out of the bag. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. So we said, I meet this girl, and she's nice. She's you know she's been doing it a while. She looks like she's a CNA. You can tell. And uh. So we get out. I can't remember her name, but we so we walk down and we start walking down this hallway, and I can see the cafeteria area or wherever they eat, and no one's in there. I'm like, man, you know, it's like after breakfast time. I'm like, man, I wonder what the hell's going on. So she just bangs her. She's like, okay, well, this is Mister something, and she just bangs her right like into a room. And here I'm with her, yeah, I mean, but I'm not. She like, I don't expect her to go right. She goes right, shoots into the room. I follow her in there, dude. And this man, and it's not funny because the dude, had, you know, he was out of his gourd, but uh, he's got poop everywhere. It made me think of this about the like the service and all and CNAs, but also about like under your house and stuff. So it's everywhere, man. 
And this, this is just going to be the poop episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, this is a shitty episode. But like, so, and like this dude had like a shit mohawk. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. And like shit all over him. And it smelled so bad in there. Like shit, maybe? Yeah, but there was so much <laughs> shit that it smelled different. You know what I mean? Like there was so much shit in there. That it was like applesauce and there was just carrots. so much shit, man. Like it was just there was shit everywhere, and the smell was different. It wasn't like, oh man, you know, that, oh someone just took a shit in here. It was like, wow, someone just shit all over this oh. place. Uh, never mind, that story was a little bit vulgar, I guess. Um, you know, so uh, it was just I thought it was going to be a funny story, but uh, yeah, it was just it, it was a nightmare. God bless CNAs. They, uh, you know, they they do an amazing job, and they they. From what I saw, they will literally do whatever it takes at the drop of a hat and not flinch and not waver. And uh, that special heart, special place in my heart for that kind of dedication and that kind of willingness to. to well, I hope that field. I hope that field stays open for when I'm in there, and I'm the I'm the guy in the room that's got the poop mohawk. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think your hair will probably be gone by then. But the the uh, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Just Shots hating. fired. Hating. Okay. All right. Shots fired. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll still make a hog. Another really big thing in the news this week. For the first time ever, the U.S. House has passed through Congress, not through the Senate yet, a marijuana decriminalization bill. And I think it's a huge thing, a huge step forward for all Americans, I think that uh, this is just our own, my own personal opinion is that it's been illegal because they can't capitalize on it the way that the pharmaceutical companies can capitalize on their medications. So I'm hoping that this goes through the Senate, goes to the president's desk, it's signed, and I think it'd be a huge boost for the economy and all across Appalachia. And I'll say, especially in the mountainous state of West Virginia, where you don't have huge plots of land people will be able to grow small amounts in their in, on their property and sell it back to big companies to put in dispensaries. I think it's a, a great thing for the economy. I think it's a great thing for people's health. And I hope they, I hope they. Yeah. I mean, the economy is down right now. So obviously anything we can do to national to, to gain some, you know, whatever the, I'm sure those companies are going to have to pay federal and state taxes on their product, which, you know, helps the economy. But I think right now everyone's kind of looking for a win too with everything going on in the world and everything that's gone on since maybe last August, everyone's kind of looking for a win, especially in that administration. So I think right now might be the time, but also <laughs> this reminds me of a good story I heard the other day is, you know, one of my friends said, Hey, I remember back in 69, you know, he's older gentleman, obviously. And he goes back in 69, we all talked about how when these got when all these old fuds are out of office, we're going to be the ones to legalize that stuff, and we're going to be the ones to make changes. And you're really at that point where those people back then now are are kind of taking those offices, and there is going to be some well, yeah, progression. I, I, think, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, and I'm not speaking, you know, I'll, I mean, if I if it was true, I would admit it. But my parents, I mean, they they didn't and don't smoke weed and stuff. But I knew a lot of my friends' parents that did. Now, they weren't openly smoking weed around sure. us, but we knew they did. So you didn't – it automatically, to me, kind of was decriminalized in my mind because it's like – My friends' parents Yeah, Mr. It. and Mrs. whoever do Rogers. That. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, they do it, and they, they're they not 
bad people and they're not criminals and they're not like, you know, whatever. So it, it, I never, I never really saw it. I always saw it originally when I was young, I, 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 cause it was fun. And, but as I grow older and I mature more, I start to see the, the actual positive side effects that it has in, in like the post on grunts in Appalachia, you know, it, it, it was well said that it, it's, you know, the, the, whether it's an eating thing or whatever, I, I remember my dad tells me stories all the time, how they approached my mom, uh, you know, in the eighties and they, and the doctor was like, Hey, you know, obviously we can't get it for you, but go get yourself a bag of weed and, and smoke it <laughs> and like smoke it, you know, a lot of it and, because it's going to help. It's going to trigger with, your appetite with, with chemo. When she was yeah, going it's, chemo. Oh yeah. Like chemo and radiation. And, I mean, it's yeah, huge, but, and huge. So, but like my mom, because she was on the cusp of, Oh, you're a hip. You're a hippie druggie. If you're smoking weed, you know what I mean. So she was against that. It's interesting how that generation had that thought process, though, because I mean, I've dealt with it with my dad talking to him about it, and it's it was hammered in them so hard that if you do this, you're going to wind up becoming a heroin addict. You're going to wind yeah. up going on yeah. something gateway else, drug. Gateway, gateway drug. drug. You're going to wind up you're going to wind up ruining your entire life if you use marijuana. But like this, those same people that preach that would drink a pint of bourbon and beat their wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and act like that, you know. Yeah. I just got home from work. Where's my slippers? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. damn, okay, I can yeah, nurse settle yeah, down. Yeah, they're like in a wife beater in their work pants. Yeah. And, you know, Stains just, on yeah, it. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely like, yeah. Right, uh, so it's definitely a, a different mindset, different generation. I think we're at that point right now where even, you know, like you said, when you were a kid, a lot of the people from the 60s and 70s were our parents' age, and we didn't. That was okay to them. They hid it from us, but we knew they were doing it, so it seemed like it wasn't really that bad for us. But now that you're at this point where – like medically, there's been so many advances advances in THC or cannabis that hey, we can if this is your issue, we can say that this right here will help with that is- issue. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. If you didn't have, I mean, and we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation right now at all. Not even about like the stuff that's being passed. It would be a current event, but I mean, without all that, you know, we wouldn't just probably be sitting on this podcast talking about weed. If it, yeah. you know, ten years ago, yeah, yeah. And, 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 like or you know, it's become normalized. It, it beca- and and like it started with the medical marijuana states, and then it's, then it became the the recreational states and stuff like that. So it's already you know even on the big scale, and you know think what's crazy to me is somebody that's eighteen years old was born in the two thousands. Yeah. Like that's so crazy. Somebody that's twenty one. I, I know, yeah. I know, but like I'm thinking about an eighteen year old kid kind yeah. of putting on that like the age of the quote unquote, and I'm air quoting, but like you know being an adult, you know, at right. eighteen. And you you posted about yeah, I remember when I was twenty two. Yeah, and and uh, so it's a little gateway to that. But like it's it's just I I, I just I don't see the bad in it. And then and then you kind of you kind of spin that back around. And you see, you see where. Like what is it, Oregon or Washington or one of them states is like decriminalized mushrooms, heroin, coke, yeah, like whatever you want to do. It's yeah, you could just do it, you know. And and I I don't know. I mean, maybe we should look at some of those stats. I don't know what. Uh, I thought it was, was it Oregon or was it Washington? I think it's Oregon. Okay, so for some reason I was thinking Oregon as well, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, on it's that. one of those. It's one of those. Portland, we're, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it's yeah, Oregon. Portland. Okay, so you know, maybe look at the stats, and maybe I'll look at them this week. But you know, I want to see what's crime done. You know, well, it's not just it, 
I'm kind of on the fence about the legalization of everything. I know that's not an American or a good libertarian mindset to have or whatnot, but I think it does. Yeah, have, but no, you, but certain things, certain are, things, I think have an effect on our entire society. And I think when you start getting into hard drugs that you're putting needles in your arm, things of that nature, and you're, you're having to have police officers show up in Narcan, you're going to have sure. to have them going to the hospitals. These are all, and most of these people that are doing these things habitually obviously don't have health insurance. Well, so we're, 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 we're paying for it. Right. Well, and, also, and, and, also, there's not a, there's, there's a, uh, with needles especially, you know, you have your spikes in, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not in disease control or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't have stats, but, you know, everything spikes your hepatitis and your HIV and your, you know, like all them other little weird shits. So, not only are that, and I, it's so funny how the things we talk about, you know, out in the world and then on this podcast. Just today at lunch, I was talking to a dude uh, that used to be a trash man in Huntington. And they did, uh, he said that they did like some, um, like needle pass out thing, and this was like needle. Yeah, the needle exchange. And mm-hmm. when that started, he said there was there was trashmen getting stuck. Oh yeah, with ne- all over oh. the place. You know, that's a thankless job that I wouldn't even think has such a big repercussion. How crazy yeah. is that? I mean, you don't even think about that yep. uh, about the trash guy that's going to pick the bags up and get stuck with the needle that's just thrown in a bag. I didn't. I yep. wouldn't have even thought about yep. that. It blew my mind. But, I, I, I hadn't thought also, about it till today. Yeah. And now we're talking about it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Again, another service job that you don't, you don't even it's underappreciated it. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, well, actually bad for them because yeah. they yeah. hated it. Well, I mean, good yeah. for them for doing what they do yeah, for, for it. So. But thank but, you. But yeah. he said, I mean, like it, and that, like it slows, that slows your route times. That slows overall. Well, sure. Pickup. Someone just got stuck with the needle. Yeah. Well, yeah. But no, not, not even that, but now you have to pick up stuff carefully. Yeah. Oh, true. He's, you yeah. know, you, he used to just reach in there, grab the bag yeah. and throw it in there. Boom. You know, going whatever. And you know, it just, I mean, well, that's what you know. I would think, you know, Huntington again. We're smaller, small, but everywhere else I've been, you know, they have the lifts that do the things that that you're yeah. trying. Yeah, so like everybody has and, to set their like right. set it right and on I, that noticed, side. Since I've lived in West Virginia, I've noticed they don't like pick the trash cans up; they just pick the trash bags out of the trash can. So I don't know. Yeah, I think they're I mean, trying to get they're trying to get probably production, and they, I mean, yeah, I'd say all those trucks. I mean, and a lot oh, of we your, don't have money. You well, know, well, we don't also, have money about also, these trucks. But. Also, this area. Is not a is not conducive to that whole process because of their like uh, re- neighborhoods, even resi- like you're even your you know you're more affluent all the way down. They're not really set up in that kind of plan. You know that that, that cul de sac community is perfect for that. Or you know I call them row houses, or you know or yeah. like even when the, you know you go like into the cookie a, cutter neighborhood, yeah, like a that's neighborhood just, that's there's just too like, many hills here. Yeah, there's just yeah. hills, and then you know you got this yard, and my driveway is up here, but then this driveway is over here. Street and, parking, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they're grabbing both sides of the road yeah. at the same time because they can't come back down the road because they've got to go out that way. And it's just, I think that probably has a lot to do with it, and that's why you got four dudes on a garbage truck instead of one dude with a with a yeah, claw, with you claw know, yeah. doing it because it, it's just probably not conducive. I mean. I feel like if my business again talking about business, but if if it was if I was in the trash business, I, I probably would have thought of that, you know, or yep. tried to think of yep. a way to make it whatever. You could probably buy a new truck with the labor, but you know, it's it's. Well, you buy a new truck with the fee that you got to buy yeah, your trash yeah, can from yeah, the trash yeah. company. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but like obviously, 
there's a reason that you got like monkeys hanging off the damn. You know, it looks like a like a Filipino like cab. You know, like people just hang off the side, and jump <laughs> off, run in every direction, come flying in with trash bags. That, that reminds me of Haiti. When we were in Haiti, they'd have pickup trucks. All the beds, those places, the beds yeah. of them would be broken down. There'd be 45 people yeah. on the back of that thing. Same they'd, as Iraq. Yeah. They'd each have four goats hanging off their shoulder from ropes, and it was just incredible that a, yeah. a Chevy S10 could carry that many people. <laughs> well, a regular one can't, but that one can't. <laughs> that one could. <laughs> they make, make them different over yeah. there. No, no, they don't make it different. That one just has to. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, 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 it pulled a bad card. It doesn't have a choice. You know what I mean? Like they're, oh, gosh. But uh, yeah, back to the back to the marijuana topic. I, I'd like to hit on it too for veterans. I know a, a lot of veterans that I've t- I've spoken with personally have gotten off of prescription drugs because they transferred over to using uh, a, a medical sure. marijuana yeah, card. Yeah, I mean, dispensary. I definitely have a guy uh, who's I, I think he's in Texas now, but in, you know, got blown up in Afghanistan, uh, sent back home, you know, multiple surgeries and whatnot, and as he went through the process, you know, the he was just here's drugs, here's drugs, here's drugs, here's drugs, here's drugs, and you couldn't really talk to him or anything because he was kind of out of his mind. Well, he just quit all the drugs and started with cannabis, right? Cleared his mind. He ended up going to college, getting his degree in water purification because of some of the stuff he saw overseas. He was just all into purifying water and whatnot. And it's all thanks. I mean, he's. I think he's done a couple of TED talks even where how much cannabis has. The, how, how bad the prescription, you know, big pharma drugs were messing with the chemicals in his head. And then when he got off all that and was on pure cannabis to help him with everything he went through, PTSD, pain, everything, it, it, it made him so focused and so clear-minded that he could end up getting a college degree, which is, I, I don't know, that's my big veteran story. That's the one that's affected my life. That's the one that I know of personally, and I, I think it's great. I have a guy that actually wants to come on the podcast because he, the one I'm referring to, I won't say his name just because he's he's going to be a guest eventually. He'd like to talk about it at length because it's changed his life. Yeah. I mean, he got off of all the prescription medications, and I think he said he was on 12 to 15 different uh, drugs from the from the VA, yeah. and he's not on any of them anymore. Yeah, and it's just uh, you know it clears his mind so much. You know those those pill forms just I I, I don't know. I feel like it messes with your head more than. And for and for people out there, you you don't have to smoke marijuana. You sure. can get edibles. You can get. I mean, you can get little candies. Yep. Uh, you don't. Have I mean, to. they give it to kids, like the yeah. seizures yeah, the, and yeah. stuff yep. like that. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, and I mean, my my I guess kind of my thing on it is, you got people that will swear. Like I've literally met people that will. They're like, oh, I love CBD oil. I love CBD gummies and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, do you smoke? weed and they're like oh no <laughs> oh no no which you know, is like fine it, like it's demonized still, i mean they're still benefiting from I know, that plan but, 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 you know? but i mean but like they're they're acting like it ain't the same or you know it they're the thc freaks everybody out right but I, because I you do like, get a euphoric yeah, high it's, off it's, thc and that's it's, it. it's any, it, but anything in moderation i mean whatever sure. i mean kind of everybody kind of feels and finds their own you know kind of level or, or or whatever but i mean it's just it's I don't know. I, it's just it's it's a it's pretty amazing what it can do. And I was talking about the kids. Yeah. I mean, they give that like the oils and stuff to yep. these kids. I mean, it, I mean, I'm at, I you know, if that's your kid there, and you know, I mean, like, well, I mean, if I got a kid that has seizures and I give him I give him some THC and he no longer has seizures, 
you better that's, believe I'm gonna, yeah. he's going to be. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, like that's yeah. your, you know. Like, and, yeah. and here's the people have been using medical herbs and all this stuff forever. And then what they used to call that, uh, the Eastern. Homeopathic or uh, holist, that, holistic. Yeah, but I thought there was Eastern medicine or something like that. Yeah, they used to call it something like, you know, and it, that's been going on forever. You know, I mean, back in, watch any old cowboy movie. Everyone's drinking their uh, cough syrup with. Opium. Opium in it. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's, anyways. This Eat right some peyote, now, dude. We're in the spirit world, right? Right, <laughs> but like right now, I, the way this stuff is regulated, you know, I mean, I know when I was a kid, I could, I smoked weed to get high to laugh with my buddies, and ah, oh, we were so high. And now it's it's so it's like a Tylenol, you know, like hey, take this, 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 and THC. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I uh, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations are over, but I um fraudulently enlisted in the Marine Corps because I said I did not smoke weed. <laughs> I had a, I said I did it twice. I said I did not. I was like, he, like my recruiter was like, did you smoke weed? I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, how many times? And that's, I was like, that's oh, when, that's when That's when the yeah. weasel words come out. Cause yeah. have, did you say you did? Did you, did you? No, I didn't smoke weed. Oh, you had? Yeah, you, I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, you could, you could, I didn't smoke weed. And I said no to that because I didn't. But if you ask me, had I ever smoked weed before? Yeah, right. I, I, yeah. To be truthful, I'd be like, well, yeah, I have. But gotta, I, I did try, not. You got to yeah, try. But I yeah. did not smoke weed yeah. in high school. But I mean, like I, you know, and but I, I said no. Yeah, so, I, so truth be told, I didn't not smoke weed in high school. Like, <laughs> but, 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 the, but the statute of limitations are over for me too. I mean, I, the thing I lied about was having migraines because that was a, yeah. a no go. So. You know, you get to boot camp and they sit you down and they want to scare you. Yeah, they, they, try to to, they try to scare you. To Yo, death. people started coughing. I it up, know, man. man. They're like, "What's that tattoo mean? You sure you didn't lie to us about your health screening and all this?" And I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Uh, I think I'm all right." Yo, but like my, yeah. but you haven't let me sleep in 48 hours, so I mean, I'll just say whatever you want to hear right now. Yeah, so. my recruit, my recruiter was kind of, you know, I mean, he's a recruiter, so he was scandalous, and he was, and like right before, right before we left, he's like, "Yo, when they sit you down, don't say anything," and I'm like. <laughs> All right, man. He's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, <laughs> he's like, don't say nothing. You know, like, don't. He's like, fast way off the islands to graduate. Shut your mouth and do it. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, don't say nothing. And I'm like, I just kind of like, you know, I don't know what to expect. So I just, yeah, whatever. All right. And I get down, and they're like, and they're grilling people. And then I start seeing everybody start coughing it up, man. I'm like, were you there? We're, like, we're, what are you telling on yourself for, dude? <laughs> did we go? Did we? Stay? You're here, man. Like, were we in the? Were we in the same? We were in the same. Uh, yeah. Thing. So forming. You remember the kid that had the magic mushroom tattooed on his arm and they pulled him aside? And they asked him, how many times you done drugs? Is that gang affiliated? No, I don't remember. Uh, we probably weren't in the same room then. It was it was pretty it was pretty wild. <laughs> he's like he's like no, I don't do drugs. No, I'm not in a gang. I'm not <laughs> in a gang. I just remember everybody's falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's like and, three in the morning. And someone will come in, and start screaming, and everyone's awake again. And then they, as soon as they walk out, people's heads go right back on their desks. Yeah, and then they just start and they, and they'd be like you, you know, because like. People, they put make you put your head down so that you could like people that wanted to tell on themselves could like not be seen by everybody yeah. else telling on themselves, and like you just sit there and then, then it's like okay, you made sure that we didn't see them telling on themselves, but now we're all up and you're like calling them out to come yeah. out of there, and you never <laughs> see that kid again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, where do those kids go? <laughs> what do they do with them? They, they, I, I mean. <laughs> Well, I, I, Honestly, I know, they're not missed. Dude, I know in the army, in the army, you went to like uh, you went to like repo before you went to your actual basic 
training unit. You know what I mean? Yeah, ours was called forming. forming okay, yeah. so like you went to repo, and that's where they got rid of everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you got out, if you got out of there, you never went to like the mean uh, drill sergeants or drill instructors. It was like those guys were just like a little bit nicer while you're there because they wanted you to, you know, they wanted to build a little yeah, rapport well, and get you telling yourself. Yeah. Because they don't want to deal with you down the line. You know what I mean? Well, I, if I can get you out in the first 72 hours, you're gone. And then you get down the line, and then it's... Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, how long were we informing for? I think it was two days. Yeah, I think we had 72 hours. Yeah, there. so yeah, two probably, or three days, probably two or three yeah. days. But like, and, and yeah, and to kind of hit on that, is it's, it's amazing how like well-refined and tight... That whole process is run at boot camp. I know we've had a boot camp episode, and it's kind of, you know, obviously we're just wrapping here today. But the, uh, I mean, everything down to a T is structured, and you know, this how ha- you like you stand like this with your tray because you know, and, and like it's it, it's just so. But like tr- trying to take like a turd from the world. And then sticking sticking with the uh, theme of the episode, taking yeah. the turd. Yeah, I use like, turd. I yes. like that. I like so that. I'm not, I'm not allowed to swear anymore. <laughs> but like, I was scolded. You guys won't ever know about that until right now. But you know, <laughs> it like my, you know my my s h i t story. It got uh it, it got cut short. But anyway, so uh, the turds like you know and polishing that, and it's like of course they have that structured and they're taught to weed them out and like get rid of these. Cause that's just more of a problem. It's more of, it's going to, I mean, it really is your weakest link kind of thing going through that, even though dudes, I mean, the whole way through, but I mean, in the Marine Corps, they, they, it was physically, they were testing you there, you know, like you had to get qualified, you had to do this and do that. And then, you know, it's just, it's crazy how good they are. At messing with your psyche yeah, yeah. is what I would say, because even I, strong minded people, right. it influences you right. because of the constant, like they barrage. You, well, and you're yeah. and you are literally uh, performing involuntary muscle memory. Yeah, it, because it's so much. It's it's so burned into you, and that's what I always try to tell people. I'm like, dude, it's it it's not even like s- some of the funniest things that ever happened to me happened in those 90 days. You know, like so, like I I mean, there's some funny stuff, and like it was a crazy time. And you look back, and it's like in 90 days, I didn't talk very much. You know what I mean? Because you're just like you could talk with your eyes, like you could communicate, yeah. and like, and and it just across the line, like, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I got you, dude. Like you know that, but like, and it, I don't know. It's just it's pretty amazing. You know the I I personally believe that everybody when you graduate high school should have to go. Whether it's guard or you yeah, know the, the problem with that is is no one will qualify. I think only like two percent of Americans even qualify for oh, I think, service. I think, I think what he's saying, you know, like, I think no what he's one, saying though, is like make every single high school kid graduate from boot camp of their choice, which whatever one you want to go to. That way, if there's ever a draft, they don't have to go back to boot camp. Well, also and also, yeah, and so like, I don't, I, there's so many people with like high blood pressure and diabetes and asthma, and you know what I mean. Like, so then it's well, then maybe you could make like a maybe you could make you could actually if you don't go to the military, you could do like. A bitch made boot camp that's designed for anybody and everybody. Maybe be a little bit nicer, but but uh, you know, push the structure and push the you know, still the, the the mental manipulation could be there regardless. And the the character building that comes out of you know uh, eight to thirteen weeks of of that kind of structure and that constant barrage. Well, and 
I, I don't know. I mean, I know you're... You don't have to carry the physical side of it. Right. You don't have to do... Right. I, th- I think everyone knows that when you go in the military, it's a phys- it, they try to physically dominate you, right? Yeah. And, and you pass. And uh, not everyone does. But I think the emotional and mental side of that is so huge. And the way that they do that, I would say both services combined is, you know, you go to one place first and they break you down a little bit, but not enough for you to quit, but enough that if you were have, if you're lying, that you do quit. But I just, I remember being in, you know, basic or boot camp, and you're sitting there and like this dude who destroyed your life four hours ago is now telling you a kick-ass story about like, yeah, man, I was there when we were tearing down the Berlin Wall. And it's like, you're just like, I mean, you start to idolize this dude, like, man. I, I feel like you're old right now, Brandon. Yeah, I am old. But like, <laughs> Berlin Wall, yeah. dude. But he was there. Tear you know down I mean? this wall. And I was like, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. You two's doing a concert I, there. Obviously, shit. I'm 18. Stuff, I'm 18, and this dude's 38 at this point, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, but the fact that, like, this. Back dude, in the 70s. I wanted Remember to he was talking kill about the dude this from dude 69. I wanted to kill this dude earlier, and now I'm just sitting here all. Cartoon big eyes, like what? You were at the Berlin Wall, like <laughs> you know, a fangirling, and it's and then you know, four hours later, he's destroying me. Again. Oh, dude, but, I'll tell you, the, the funniest thing that I that I recognized was when I was in Haiti in, in 03, we had a lieutenant general show up to give us a speech. He shows up in his alphas, gets gets the people that aren't on patrol or on on watch or anything, and we all come down to this little stadium. And he gets out. Why in front was he of wearing us. his alphas in country? I don't know. He only came, he flew in just to say what's up to us because nobody, everyone had forgotten about us down there because the war in Iraq was going on. And he came down to see what was going on. Then he left. He flew in. In, in, alphas. in, in alphas. He flew in in alphas and, and he shows up to give a speech to us. He, he talked for about 15, 20 minutes and then he left. But he shows up and he, he was, uh, has his libo stack. And I mean, it went over his shoulder. Three star, three star general. And he starts talking. He said, I know you guys look at me and you think that uh, I don't know what you're going through. He's like, Trust me, I do. He's like, I started out in the Marine Corps as a private in Vietnam. He's like, I did. We're like, Vietnam? Bro, how yeah. old is this guy? Like, how It's 2003, and you're still active duty? Maybe you should retire soon. Yeah. I mean, that's that's that's. Well, he gets much. that. Is, once you make your star, you can go over 30. And you, all well, I mean, to, like, look at the dude that we were just talking about last night that we did that service call. Oh, man, that was wild. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another time. But that yeah. dude, I mean, he was an admiral. Yeah. And... It, I mean, it just it's like he started talking about when it started. I'm like, oh my god, how long ago was that? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like, dude, what were you in the military for? Sixty years? You're, yeah. you're sixty two years old. You yeah. know, like, but it, I mean, it's just crazy. Or, or he was forty seven and he just looked yeah, sixty two. That's, that's, yeah. that's what. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously he was. But yeah. <laughs> well, guys. Well, I mean, like, yeah. When we wrap this up, I mean, uh, again, we got some we got some good guests coming up. We uh, do. We do. There's some uh, big events. I still want to get. Talk about something going on in May. Uh, we'd like to throw that on here. We got foam at the domes coming up and bluegrass coming up. So some pretty. Yeah. And some we'll pretty be traveling. Big... And we'll be traveling to Virginia here in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. I mean, you know, uh, I I had fun today. I just yeah. just rapping. So uh, I guess we're gonna say go Kansas. Kansas. Go Kansas. Go Kansas. Go. Yeah. Let's go Kansas. Do it for Grams. Hawk chalk. Grunts and Appalachia out. out.